I just got stuck in a bogey train. Howdy? Should I say howdy? What do you think? Is that, or should I? That's how we do it down in the South. Howdy, y'all. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Train. A very special edition this time. Um, I don't know why. Does anyone know why it's a special edition? I forgot. I I can make a guess. Um, I actually don't. I don't. I have no idea, actually. I don't know, probably because I'm closer to 50 than I am zero. Oh, Jengs. Happy birthday. I'm going to give him yeah, a round of applause birthday, for that. Jengs. Happy birthday. Thank you. Special Thank birthday you. edition. A year older, a year wiser. Well, a year wiser. older. One of those is true. You know, I did, I did hear, out. though, I did hear that once you turn 25, you gain like 15 yards on your driver. So I didn't hear that. I heard, I heard that bombing it this year. I heard that parts of your body stop growing, but your nose continues to grow. So just, just keep an eye on that when you're looking in the mirror, James. I was gonna make a joke, but I, I will refrain. Good. Um, yeah, you had some interesting commentary on uh, earlier uh, off air, I guess, before recording, when I asked you how it felt to be 25. What was that? Uh, everything hurts. Everything hurts. So. Do you do you groan when you like stand up or sit down or you know like the the sit down the stand up grunt like? Uh, yes, yeah. I do. And yeah. for like for like three years, I've just been able to tell when it's gonna rain or snow because my knees <laughs> just start to hurt. <laughs> Your so, knees acting up. <laughs> yeah, like so Monday and Tuesday when it's snowing it's got up a here, knee. Like, I'm gonna be <laughs> in so much pain. It's gonna hurt to walk. I, grab that I, don't, I don't believe any of that. I think no, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just you're 25, dude. It's not like you turned 52. Are you having a are you having a quarter life crisis today? Yeah. Turning 25? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go buy another PC, two monitors, a new car. <laughs> Maybe a camera, a, a camera, so that when we record the podcast, I can actually set of have my face in there. Oh, I do need a nice set of Mizuno's. Maybe if Second Swing sponsored us, they could hit me up. But you know, still waiting on that. Thought that'd be a good birthday gift. And also, I called everyone out and said donate a thousand dollars to the show for us for my birthday. What was the total donation tally, Nick? Uh, well, see, that's interesting because I. Uh, was I supposed to set up a Patreon or is this just Venmo? Well, I, I thought put, they were just gonna Venmo, but it was a total of zero dollars. So, did we give our did we did we give our any Venmo information? Or did we just? Say Venmo? I, I think we just said Venmo us and then didn't say anything else. <laughs> so, but but that's on them. Like they should have been able to find that. Yeah, they should have known Noah J's Venmo. Yeah, it's. It's Joe Anonson, just in case you're well, wondering. Okay. I feel like that was actually shouted out once on the uh, the show. You know, we might have to update that because even if anything was donated, I don't think Noah would tell us. No, it would definitely go straight to his account rather than ours. Well, I so I had control of the uh, Bogey Train podcast Instagram page. 
all, all of yesterday. Yeah, I noticed. Um, so I had a lot of power and I think we both have control of it now because it didn't log me out when you logged in. Really? Yeah. You know who doesn't have control of it? So I still have power. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if that's I might have to rethink that. I don't I don't know how comfortable I feel with that. I might have to change <laughs> right. the password. While we're recording this, I'm gonna send you guys how I'm holding my microphone right now and just tell me what you guys think. So for an hour and a half, I'm going to be holding it just like this. And uh, it's probably going to be in pain after a while. Can I take a guess before I look at it? Oh, yeah. You can definitely take a guess. I'm going to guess you're holding it like a cigar, pinching, scissoring it with your left hand in between two fingers. That's my guess. That's actually oh my. like not far off. Why are you holding it like that? Because if I set it on my desk, it's too far away and it sound doesn't sound as good. Oh. So I'm like actually holding it up to my mouth. Can't you just Somewhere. sit? Can't you just sit closer? No, because I have a steering wheel right here. I mean, that's so. You know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. You got to buy a mount to your desk, and you could put the. Um, you just have to take it off the stand and hook it up to your mount. Yeah, I have to do that. I need to get a different desk first because. Between my PC, my two monitors, my microphone, uh, there's not enough room on the, the desk. So I need to get a bigger desk. I, uh, what's it like having a birthday so close to Christmas? Uh, it sucks. But it really made up for it because, you know, my parents were never together. So I got two Christmases anyway. So it was like, well, geez, that's didn't, actually didn't really make a difference. I'm sorry to hear that. I feel like you're early enough, though. Like you're what two weeks before two Christmas? Two weeks. Two weeks. Would yeah. you ever get? Would you ever get combined gifts, or would you get? Uh, after or, after or, I was like twelve, it was combined for the most part. Serious? That's yeah. like that's like. But also, perfect. when I was twelve, I started asking for like big money gifts. Like one year, I yes. asked for irons for my birthday. Oh, okay. And so that yeah. was like a co-op birthday and Christmas gift, and then like they I got a like, PlayStation, like stuff like, like that. Pitchy- they give you pitchy wedge through eight iron on your birthday and then seven through four on Christmas. No, they actually gave me a clue. No way he was hitting a four iron on uh, <laughs> when he was 12. He can't even hit a four iron now. They actually, like- hey, Nick, I've been hitting four iron well in the simulator. I've been ripping the ball. I Off almost, I almost sent a uh, video to our group snap to put on the Instagram, but you know, I forgot. Now, prove me wrong, but I've, I've learned to stop uh, putting much stock in your winter simulator game. Why is that? I don't know. It just, I, I don't know if it translates. Well, it, I'm still swinging and hitting the ball. <laughs> I don't care about the score. What matters is that the ball's going far and it's going straight, and that's what it's doing. All right. No argument yeah. there. Thanks. What? Well, I'm just going Shut back. Shut up. To- Oh. All right, you know, never mind. I didn't want to share my comment. <laughs> no, what were, you, what were you saying? Let's, move, let's, just move, let's just move on to the next point. You seem like a simulator golfer to me. I do like Ooh. my simulator golf in Ooh. the winter. So what does that take mean? That, you can take that as a chirp or a compliment. I'll let you decide, but I just now, you give me simulator golfer vibes. Now, I'm, I'm curious. What you, I want you to elaborate on that. Um, I mean, you know the crew. <laughs> You know the type of people that are simulator goers. It's just feel I feel like Jang's fits in well with that crowd. 
Like I still, I still don't know exactly what you mean because there's like yeah. the, guy, the guys he goes with. I'm picturing, you know, but like on a wider, on a more broader sense, I would think people like if you thought, oh, someone who goes and plays simulator golf in the winter, you might think they were like tryhards or like. Well, it's like simulate in my mind. Simulator golf is like the beer league of golf. Oh, okay. You're then you're more accurate. Yeah. No, the beer league of golf is beer league. Yeah, but it's like any men's league at any golf course that's not a country. No, exactly, but but those guys are always in simulator leagues too. It's like the guys who they like love golf and they're pretty solid, but like Mm. they're not like touring professionals, but they still play. And they probably were competitive in school to some degree. You mean playing golf? Yeah. Okay, that that's where you lost us. Well no. Well, I know I know the crew. They play, they played a competitive uh they played their sport competitively in golf, whatever you want to take that for. You were correct up until that last part. But uh I don't know where I was gonna go with that, but um let's see. This past week uh definitely got some uh some results from from our snake draft last week, as far as uh, fast food establishments goes, yeah, fast food, not so, Krispy Kreme. So, so all right, one sec, guys, one sec before before we go on in this segment, I just wanted to show you a little something. He's got a little, oh, a little something that I got, a little something that I got on my way home from work today. Um, you hear that? Do you see that? I I can see that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. That, that's some good podcasting. Eating while podcasting. Yeah, that was ASMR. you last episode. Yeah, um, you couldn't even hear it. Well, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you just like leave up, go get wine, go to the bathroom, <laughs> whatever, and it's like you don't even have your camera. This. You can't doesn't even have the yeah. camera on. So yeah, you now can't I, see don't, when he I don't have a camera, so I just dip out. Okay, so before <laughs> before we dive into these results, I want it to be made clear where these polls were taking place. One of them was on the Instagram page, correct? That's what I consider the official results. And then another poll was taking place in one of us, one of the persons on the podcast teaches kids in school, and it was taking place at in class. Yeah. Uh, now, there's one thing in its favor is that it's a larger sample size, but I still uh, I disregard those results. So the problem with that... How many total is, votes were there? The, I'm not going to disclose that information. The, the problem with that, the problem with Jang's classroom voting, well, A, it's it's his kids, so there's implicit bias already. Exactly. But, but there's and not. B, and B, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. And B, those kids have never even had like half the things on the list because they're That's, from the, the booties of that is, South That is true. That's a very fair point. Like, so I just my, want to make that clear. Mine cannot be biased kidding. because all I did is I put the four picks up on the board and I asked them to vote for which one they thought was best. Okay, all right. There were I no names. The, I, okay. No actually, names involved. Actually, I was, I was wondering if you did that because I feel like if you would have put your name on there, the kids in your classroom would have, out of spite, not picked yours. So... That makes sense to me, but let's get it on. Let's get it on. So here's the, here's the thing: they though. were very upset that Slim Chickens was not on there. I bet. How? When have they even had that? 
Dude, they're from South Dakota. All you have to do is go to Sioux Falls and you can eat slim chickens. Yeah, but they just want they just picked the one with the Culver's on it, basically. Classic probably because Culver's yeah, is I mean, awesome. I, I'm just having my like, birthday dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm wondering how many of those <laughs> students have had, you know, even in fairness to Noah, not many of them, probably none of them have had canes. Uh or wings. Some, some were like, yeah, what is canes? I mean, Canes uh, and Wingstop were fifty percent of my, and the big that was like my two heavy hitters. So I would say they weren't even that heavy. Like Wingstop's not that heavy of a heavy hitter. Low key, I've been seeing a lot of Wingstop commercials lately. They have a chicken sandwich now, and I cannot wait to try it. I, I I'm still forward. not convinced it's fast food. This seems like a sit down restaurant. No, it's not. It, it I wouldn't call it a sit down. Uh, but what I'm, I right. guarantee they're not familiar with Pancheros. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to go over the final results on the Instagram page. So in first place was Jang's with 50% of the vote. Which was which, wild. Which was a really... Uh, that was a backdoor I, I, I say I don't want to say sketchy or imply anything, but uh, it, it, there was a, I was in the lead for a substantial amount of the 24 hours it was up. And then right so, at the end, all of a sudden they just find these votes. So, so my, so my perspective <laughs> of this, uh, was I was watching the, the, the tallies come in live. I was watching it live. It's like CNN months. election coverage. Yeah. Like I was checking it every, every 30 minutes or so. And, and me and Nick had a close race for probably the first three or four hours. Which and also Jenks makes had, no sense. I, and, I feel like mine and, was really well, better than yours. And Jenks had zero votes. Like, not only was he behind us, but he was not on the board. He had zero, zero votes through the first few hours. He, and then so, he, was ha- he was hanging around 10, 12% for a long time. Interesting. Long time. Interesting that he takes the W on this one. I was just curious. It, see, what hap- here's what happened is... Um, you know, the word that comes to mind is rigged, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you. There's I'll another you. word that comes to my mind as well. And, um, is the word and, pandering? No, the word is, um, fraud, but yeah, I, but you, uh, um, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. Uh, I look at the poll, like, I don't know what time the poll officially went out, but I looked at the poll probably six, seven hours later. And like Nick is sitting at 48% or something like that. Noah's at like 45 and I'm at like 12 or like something stupid low. And I just posted a nice little, does not add up. Yeah, it doesn't. I post a nice little Instagram story. I post a nice little Facebook story. I'm like, there's no way I should be in last place right now. Go vote. Little one. And then I don't check the results for the next 16 hours. And Nick sends in our group chat the final results. I'm like, wait, I won? <laughs> Apparently, see, they must have counted all the, like, the in-person votes first. And then they yeah, went and back the and they got the mail-in mail and, and the early voting and the, you know, the another Another word comes to mind is Russia. So I don't know why that... I, I may or may not have paid up. Well, did you also notice how last week uh, the, what's his name, uh, the Merchant of Death got out? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I didn't I, I, I know we were going to get into that. <laughs> I sold my soul to the devil. I actually said, hey, hey uh, if you get this guy out of prison and can give me some votes in this Instagram poll, I will provide him uh, shelter and safety for as long as he lives. So he's actually living in my basement right now. Oh, uh, that's actually really nice of you, James. I thought, yeah. they sent him, I, know, he's I, actually, I, I thought they sent him back to Mother Russia. 
He's actually a really nice guy, you know, when you get to know him. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, just like, he's, he's just misunderstood. He's just like Hitler, you know, he's, he's a bad guy, but like he just made some bad mistakes. He's actually a pretty good person. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yay, is disclaimer, that you? Disclaimer, I do yeah. not, I do not think Hitler is a good person. Kanye oh, isn't scheduled to be on this goodness. podcast for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This has been our one political talk. Now we're going to get the political tag back on Spotify. No. Uh, You know, yeah, I saw what Ye has been doing uh, for the publicity of other podcasts. So I thought, you know, no publicity is bad publicity, basically. You know, we can throw this clip out about me talking about Hitler and then we're just going to be going through the roof. is is, Is that how the quote goes, Nick? No publicity is bad publicity? Well... I think it's more yeah. along the lines of all publicity is no. good publicity. No, no, no. I like I like the other version better. But it, you know, just negative version of the ver- version of the same thing. <laughs> all right. Well, so we heard Jang's. Is that what? What did okay. you say? He, he he finished at fifty. I was second at twenty nine. That's also majority, Noah. so we don't have to have a runoff. <laughs> True. We should have a runoff and, between me and, and Nick, uh, Noah pulling up the rear at twenty one percent. Somebody has to be the caboose. So okay, here's something. I'm. Do you think going forward? Well, no, that wouldn't make sense. Well, it would just depend if they're listeners or not. Because I was just wondering going forward. I wonder if I should put the results up without the name next to it of who. That's what I would think, just so that there's no like personal but, bias. Uh, but I mean. You know, no, you should. I think you, you know. I think we should assume that all of our Instagram followers are listening to every minute of every episode. Here, I know here's all of mine. Here, here, here's what happens: is you you put the poll up immediately after we're done recording, and then it's only on the story for like a 24 hour time period, right? So by the time the podcast gets out and they listen to it, like the poll will be over. So I think it makes sense to to go nameless. That's fair. That's fair. And it just gets her personal biases because we all know our viewers don't like Noah, so he's automatically out for yeah, me. Or me. It's like me. I want to win one. I just want to win one. And like, just but honestly, one. they'd probably be able to tell which one is Noah's because through the two we've done two. so far, he's yeah. probably the worst. I would take a silver draft. medal. Yeah, my my walls have too many bronze medals on them. I just want a different color. Yeah, no, it only I has one. Th- well, the one we got coming up today, it's it'll uh, it'll be harder to tell which one is Noah's, unless like, unless he says like he'll say like Mira Three Iron or like Nard Dog, or <laughs> just call just Nard Dog, yeah, dude, or like 2012 Blue Mizuno Stiff Flex Driver. We we will have to uh, we'll have even, to do even some clarifications like on that later. Uh, you know, looking ahead, just. Uh, to tell you what we're talking about today, our uh, snake draft is going to be if you get four golf clubs to play around a golf, which four are you picking? And we'll snake draft that later in the show. So you got to stay tuned. Don't go away. You got to get to that. That'll be at the end. Yep. Honey so Pete. either So either listen to us for the rest of the pod or skip forward until like the last 20 minutes. Either well, way. Don't, don't skip too far forward because we do got TGC Tours talking. That's probably the most important part of the whole show. Yeah, that's yeah. that's 90% of our listeners are just here for that segment. Especially uh, with all the golf that's going on right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I just want to take a, just like a minute or two and just talk. I know we, we touched on it last time looking at the tape, you know, from uh, Noah's recent, you know, golf uh, – 
down in Georgia, but um, just wanted to, you know, talk about Noah's golf swing. Uh, you know, there's not that much, yes. else, not that much else for me to say, but you know, um, I just wanted to ma- make us all think about Noah's golf swing. And that is, uh, our joke of the week. I thought we were, I thought we were getting, I thought we were doing a master class. Oh. No, I don't, that, I don't, I don't have any jokes this week other than that. So I don't know if you guys have one. Not yet, um, but I'm sure I can think of one. I mean, I definitely follow uh, plenty of accounts that could supply it, but that's too easy. I do know that at some point in this podcast, I may just be dipping out for five to ten minutes. I those I those been, pretzel bites went through mighty mighty quick. Ooh, I love pretzel bites. I have been on a stand-up comedian bender recently, as in I've been watching like. A bunch of stand-up comedy specials on YouTube, and I, I, so I probably, I probably consumed like maybe ten hours of comedy specials in the last week, but I couldn't tell you one joke from them. So, um, well, Jengs is out for the uh, for the next few minutes here. So, uh, um, so who you been who you been uh, listening to? Um. A recent, a recent buddy of mine got me into Nate Bargetsy. Yeah, uh, is he the one on Netflix? He has two Netflix specials. That guy's funny. I was just thinking he, of that guy. He's so hilarious. His delivery is just like he's just his, as laid back. His his like character, whatever air quotes character, is like a super average guy. So he like plays it off as like just kind of like shy and tells his jokes. And just the way he says this stuff is so funny. You got to check him out. He's yeah, got a couple shout specials. Out. On the and his stuff but, is pretty clean, is it not? Yeah, he's a clean comedian. Super clean. I think the, he's I got think, a podcast as well. I've been listening to his podcast. I think he's a, uh, I think he's a churchgoer. So I'll give him some snaps for that. I respect that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's generally the case when you find clean comedians. Is Yeah. You know, um, and I think there's more of an art to it because – you know, uh, coming up with funny material that's going to get, you know, a certain, you know, audience of, I mean, most of the time the audience is probably between 20 and 50. Right. Yeah. And so to get that age bracket to, to laugh without, um, some of the easier low hanging fruit, I think is, uh, respectable for sure. And yeah. So just the fact that like, like we said, he doesn't swear to be funny and he doesn't like, get loud to be funny. Like a lot of comedians rely on like outbursts or they like will shout or be like do this loud character to be funny. Cause this being loud is just inherently funny, but he just, he finds a way to just tell stories in such a yeah. hilarious way without the cliche funny thing. So it's really cool. And I was watching a video about him today. Um, he's like a three handicap on the course. Really? Sick. Yeah. So shout out. He actually Jeez. did a, he did a video with Eric Anders Lang three years ago. So I've been at Eric Anders Lang. If you don't know who, who that is, he's he's most well known for his adventures in golf series on YouTube. Would highly recommend the series. He's just kind of like a golf. Isn't he sponsored um, by Precision Pro Golf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Precision Pro. Yeah, those range runners are elite. Um, <laughs> but but he so he's got a show. Whatever, he's a golf personality. They did a, uh, an episode together. Like three years ago, I've been an Eric Connors Slang fan for How's this swing? five or six years, and I just now 
I'm getting into Bargetsy. So I was like, that's just crazy that like you're like, this is the crossover I never knew I needed. Never I know. Knew it existed. Like, it's, it's like but, it's like two of my three favorite people but in the I world. I can't imagine my Jesus. life without it. <laughs> Jesus, Eric Hunter's laying and hate Bargetsy. Oh just in the third. So yeah, he's hilarious. I've been watching a couple other comics. Uh Tom Segura, he's a funny guy. He's kind of like a a dirty version of Nate Bargetsy. Similar kind of vibe, but not clean. Um, a couple I other do, guys. I do love Tom Segura and Nate Bargetsy. Hey, you're back. Yep. Uh, John Christ came out with a new special a couple months ago. I just, I just watched since it. the last few years, I don't know if I can take that guy seriously. I mean, he's still pretty funny, but... who's it, I, it, There's it, a guy I'm thinking of that's funny, too. He's not a clean comedian by any means, but... Oh. His comedy special. I think Trey Kennedy's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's got some good sketches. He's got some good sketches. His YouTube is. I've seen a very brief snippet of his stand-up. I don't know if his stand-up is quite as good as his YouTube sketches. Yeah. But he just—he's like, like legitimately a good actor. So yeah. His sketches are just really funny. And there's a lot of like it, it's somewhat high production value for like just some <laughs> of his stupid little uh, skits on YouTube, but it's funny. He's, he, he's got a golf YouTube now. That you yeah. Video. Yeah. So it's one of his buddies, a couple of his buddies. How much? Yeah, how, that would be like. How closely do you follow him? Like, huh? How closely do you follow Trey Kennedy? Did you see his uh, every Hallmark movie one that was out recently? Yes, yes, that yes, was hilarious. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That would be – I was talking to my brother about this. Um, shout out Levi if you're on the other end somewhere. Um, also Levi, shout out to Levi. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. is he the one – is he the uh, best tight end in the University of Northwestern football history? Yeah, crazy. He's the best best Northwestern player to ever wear the number 87. Um, <laughs> I but, thought it was 82. Uh, I couldn't tell you actually. But <laughs> I was there for his first ever tutty in college, and I went absolutely bonkers in the I stands. I think I might have been there too. It was sick. Um, he has a kid now, by the way, a couple months old. Jeremiah oh. Johnson, JJ, shout out. Um, but I was talking to him. I was talking to him like you do with your brothers, because when you're brothers, you just kind of talk more than you do with strangers. Wow, and imagine. I was, like, I was like, if I could pick one job to do, I would be like a, a sketch comedian on YouTube. I think those guys are so funny, and I just love how they come up with just new content and just make dumb things. yeah. Really funny. I really. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's it's underrated how hard it is to come up with ideas for new videos. Yeah, and like I've tried recording myself a little bit. It's tough. It's like you have to be you have to be an actor actually. Yeah, you have to be pretty into it. You have to be willing to put in like hours to record and get the right takes and then like comp it together in a way that makes sense. Like the first video I made, I was like, this is a pretty funny idea. The idea was like this guy gets on a bus whatever and tells a bus driver like he wants to go to this address he jumps on a bunch of different buses and ends up like back at the same spot that was like the, the idea of the sketch right and i make this i make this video i like recorded myself for like hours right and i like comp together i'm like all right this could be funny and i watch the whole thing and i'm like i have no idea what is going on in this video it makes zero sense so i deleted it immediately but it was fun i had a good time wow and where were you going to put that video? I don't know. Just keep it on my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else on just uh, this last week? I'm still a little bit bumming. My Vikings weren't uh, – were, were pretty bad today. So oh. except for uh, – actually, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson completely went off. 
but the rest of the team failed to show Je- up. So Jefferson set a franchise record today, if I'm correct, yep. right? Yeah, and he, was, and he was robbed out of like 30 more yards of receiving because yeah. he yeah. didn't so, step out on that. Tip. So I, I like I like to bet on games just a little bit, just to like make me interested in watching them. So I bet on a bunch of games this week, whatever. I ended up making like 25 bucks over the course of a couple of days. So I'm yeah, like, all so right, sick. I'm going to put it all on the Vikings now because they had like no, pretty good odds. No, so, no, no, no. You should not. Real Vikings fans knew this game was trouble. Like, that's I, what happened. If I was a betting man, I was going to put money on uh, Detroit today. I thought Detroit Dude. was going to. I thought Detroit was going to win and cover. And Detroit, was Detroit right. was actually Detroit was favored. I think in this. They game. were this favored by by two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but all in all, all I broke even. So there you go. <laughs> um. All right. Well, the next thing we're going to. Uh, into is just just briefly sort of a christmas hot takes uh section here uh i guess going over what we think are some of the best or worst slash overrated uh christmas traditions at least culturally so um i don't know if uh, either of you have anything to start off but uh i i don't Jeez, I, you must have you must have moved away from the mic. <laughs> yeah, what what did you say? Can you, can you speak I, up? Move away from the mic. I do not have one. I've got I've got a good one that might be hard to beat. Okay, go for it. Um, decorating the Christmas tree. Oh, is this one of the best or overrated? Yes, yeah, best. We're doing okay. either either or, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a couple of each, but as far as best Christmas traditions go. I just love like putting on um, some Michael Bublé Christmas, um, sipping on some hot chocolate and putting lights and ornaments on the Christmas tree. It just is like that to me is, is it's go time for Christmas. It's Christmas season. It's go time. This is what we're doing for the next couple weeks. How about this? When is it acceptable to put the Christmas tree up? I am a post Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, I would be putting a Christmas tree up. That seems that's that I, seems that's, pretty standard for what I'm used that's, to. But. That's my personal preference. Um, but I like as long as you have it up before Christmas, and you're doing. I would say from November first to, to December twenty fourth is my acceptable window, quote unquote. Oh, so okay. after Halloween, after Halloween, and before Christmas Day is like wow, anywhere in there. Uh, that's not set. a very hot take, actually. Yeah, we we are a uh, after Halloween household here for tree really for tree tree. yeah so your tree has been up for a month and a half it has been up i think we put it up like november 3rd ish november 12th okay close do you do you you decorate it immediately then uh we didn't this year we usually do we just kind of had the tree up for like probably about a week and then we decorated it okay yeah all right um i do have one now that i think of it okay Uh, let's hear it Usually, like, a week out before Christmas, like, this is usually my hot spot right after the birthday, but driving around, throwing some Christmas music on, yes. and just looking at all the, the Christmas lights around I was town. just going to mention oh. that, yes. That's a W. I didn't think I could be top, but I think I think you did. I think that's better. Especially in Watertown, where we're both from, they sort of set up a, a thing out at... Uh, the one the, row the, downtown. The, the, the city, the city campground out at the lake. 
The and, single, uh, the single road in the in the middle of town. You know what? It's not as small as you think. All right. Is that the is that the road with all the houses on it, or is that a different road? You know what? I'm not what even road dealing are with you that. Talking about? Do you even know what you're talking about? No, he doesn't. You, we gotta work on some consistency with uh, distance from the mic here. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to work on any consistency. Oh my! Sometimes it's like super loud, and sometimes you can't even hear it. What's actually happening is I, while we're recording this, I'm just deciding to play PGA 2K. Of course. So, so the mic has gone away from my mouth, but I will. Uh, I'll put that on pause. Um, okay, I've got one. So this. Uh, used to be in my uh, most overrated Christmas traditions, and I think it has moved to the other category in the past few years, and that is eggnog. I love eggnog, dude. I used to just think, like, oh. it's just not that good. I don't get it. I don't get what's the hype. But then, like, at some point, I just I flipped a switch, and I, I'm an eggnog guy now. So. I, I don't I had, know if I've ever truly had eggnog. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I I had eggnog in a a latte a couple weeks ago. As an eggnog latte, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> but it was really good. Just like instead of the milk, because you put milk and coffee in a latte, and yep. instead of the milk, they put eggnog in. So it was really good. Okay. All right. I've um, got an over. You go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, the 24-hour showing of uh, the Christmas story. Is that a, a best? That's, that's a best. Like it's, not, going, it's oh, obviously I, not the best, I but I don't think it's that. overhyped. I think, I think that's uh, – no. I think that's overrated. I think that movie and It's a Wonderful Life are two of the most overrated Christmas movies. Oh, that's, a, that's a flaming hot take. Do not let my fiance hear you say that or she will come through the screen and she will beat the living daylights out of you. All right. I, I like to, you know I what? Like your try. Full, Noah, full Noah said that the, the movie It's a Wonderful Life is overrated. Damn it. I got to put the E <laughs> on there. Oh, you got to put the E on there again. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> I full disclosure, I've never seen that movie. I have like the Christmas story, it's fine, but it's not worth showing on repeat for 24 hours. That's for sure. Uh, with for It's a Wonderful Life, I would say, um, the first time I watched it, I definitely thought it was kind of like overrated, like, I didn't think it was that great. But the more and more I've watched it, like, it, it is a really good movie. I'm I trying think, to watch that this Christmas season. I think if you grew up watching it on Christmas, like every year, you just have a soft spot for it in your heart. And like, I, I understand that. I can see that. It's a, it's like, it's a touching movie, but I just think there are other, I just, I, I just think it just gets a little too much street cred. Than I would um, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, Noah. Bars. I think that's false, actually. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think you, there's any science you, to back that up. Did you talk to the Angels? Uh, the baseball team? Well, any of them. No. Okay. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit deeper into Christmas movies uh, next time. But it'll be it'll be good. Um, okay, I've got one. 
in this is my beyond overrated category. Like would be fine if I never encountered this ever again. And that is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. No, no, Breach no, no. That, no, 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 no. Quite no. honestly, I don't like one of the song. worst Christmas songs of all time. I don't and, like it. And I think purely because of the volume at which it's played. Well, like just play I, it quieter. I, it's a pretty yeah. easy solution. No, not. And by volume, I mean how often I've heard it, oh, how, okay. how popular it is. The frequency, sure. Have you heard the Have you heard the version with Justin Bieber? I can't imagine that would make it much better. It doesn't make it much better. It doesn't like it doesn't change the ethos of the song. It doesn't change the ethos of the song. What 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 bothers you about that song? I want I want to understand. I seek to understand. Um. Well, part of it is because there's some ways in which I'm just wired to be a contrarian. And so just the amount of people that love that song and I just hear it and it's like, I just don't get it. And it's like the most played Christmas song ever. And I just, you know, I just don't, I don't think it deserves that sort of hype. That's just part of it. And uh, yeah, just overall, not, not a massive fan. All right. Uh, Going on the topic of Christmas songs, I heard it three times or twice or three times on the radio today. Any Ariana Grande Christmas song, just get out. Like any modern artist making Christmas Pretty songs much. besides Michael Bublé, yep. like, just get out. Exactly. Um, I second that so like, hard. I, I don't want to hear Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. I don't want to hear Santa Tell Me by Ariana, Ariana Grande. Like just get them out. I don't need any modern artist making a Christmas album. No. no why no, not? Nobody why not? asked for that. At some point, all Christmas songs were written by modern artists. Nobody asked for that. Yeah, yeah but but now it's just it, to me it's so like it's the wave the the older version of the Christmas song. Like when I it, hear when I hear any Christmas song, like I want it to be you know the Anne Murray Christmas. If I want some country Christmas, I want the Michael Bublé Christmas. And here here's the thing: I don't I don't want to have to listen to five years down the road the the Lizzo and <laughs> Charlie Puth combo Christmas album. Well, and the thing is, if it's like a a talented artist doing like a cover of a classic Christmas song, I don't really mind that, but I really don't need modern artists writing new Christmas songs. That's, that's one of my biggest things is, you know, like you said, like, like, like mistletoe by Justin Bieber. And no, I just, you can miss me with that. And I got, <laughs> I got one more overrated category. This one's a special request from, from my fiance, but I agree. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No. The, the movie or Sorry. the song? The movie. Sorry. Which movie? Specifically, specifically the Jim Carrey version. Oh, okay. Nope. Those are, uh, those you, are all You lost great. me. You and lost the Polar me. Express. Get the Polar Express out of there, too. I'm actually coming around on the Polar Express. Get them, get them all out of there. Uh... Part of it, I'm still not a huge fan of the Polar Express, but I think uh, I think there's more going on there with like the themes than than first meets the eye. Maybe I might have to do a movie report on it. Great music in the Polar Express. That is I mean, true. Kind of, yeah, we, we we had an exchange about this movie. It's a little freaky for sure. I mean, that's 
Um, just yeah, subjective. The, 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 anim- the animation is a little bit tough, and the elves are like actually really creepy. Yeah, but They're, the music is just uh, top top notch, and it's music a good, is really good. It's a good it's a good story. So I used to be very much anti Polar Express, but now I'm like I'm sort of indifferent. It's not I'm not like jumping at the bit to go watch the Polar Express, but um, we might get get into this more uh, next week probably. So, all right, another overrated. This is this is like mildly overrated in my mind. I I don't do it that much personally, but I know a lot of people that do. Um, it's decorating Christmas cookies. I just, for some reason, like cookies and Christmas don't really go hand in hand in my brain. So I don't really, I know a lot of I disagree with that. Decorate Christmas cookies and they get super into it, but I'm like, ah, like, I don't, I don't know why I, I am not about it, but it's just doesn't seem right for, to what, me. What do you mean cookies and Christmas don't go hand in hand with yeah, the I, I didn't like, understand that. Take. Santa comes down the chimney and then eats your cookies. Drinks the milk and then dips out. Dude, Loki Santa got to be diabetic. That's in the that's He's in the got to be Grande on dialysis song. by now. What's that? That's in the Ariana Grande song. So it's weird that you know that, James. Weird, weird that I know what. <laughs> yeah, Santa comes down the chimney and eats cookies. You don't that, need to yeah, listen to the Ariana that's Grande the only song to know that. Source of that information, yeah. From I know, you know just watch the Tim Allen Santa Claus. That's um, crazy that you know that. Okay, I've got one. I'm just gonna. Uh, throw it out there and then you guys say if you put it in good christmas tradition category or overrated i'm gonna uh sets of matching pjs with either like if you have kids with the whole family if not just like like just with the significant other um i put that in the that's in my hype category like that's fun for me well, yeah, I have, Liddy, Liddy and I have always gotten some some fun matching, like either pajamas or like this year we got some some shirts uh, that we'll wear on Christmas. But like, it's always fun to just match for me. Noah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm here for it. I think it's fun. And when else do you feel like socially acceptable to get matching uh, matching right. pajamas? Yeah. We're three for Great. three on that one. I agree. That's that's in my that's in my uh, good category. And the and the and in my mind, like the weirder and the more onesie you can get, the better. Like if because if I was Christmas, sing- if I was single, I'd probably say that that's overhyped and dumb. But you know, wow, that's like I'm such, not. that's like a flex. <laughs> Says the one who's married. I just I'm just calling it how I interpreted it. Um, I had, oh yeah, here's one thing I guess I'll put in the overrated category, but it's, it doesn't really fit that necessarily, but, uh, just like culturally the Christmas season stopping on Christmas because traditionally, do you think it does? does? Traditionally Christmas starts on Christmas. So like the 12 days of Christmas is from Christmas to epiphany, January 6th. So um technically what did you just cr- call it? epiphany is that what it's is that what it's called isn't isn't yeah. that a town down by mitchell isn't that just like a word that means like you thought of something that you haven't thought of before well that's like traditionally what it's like 
they call it January sixth is like the celebrating the the Magi or whatever coming to wait. Wait, wait, is that why it's 10 days of... It's always 12 days of Christmas? Yes, it starts on Christmas. That's funny. I always thought it started before Christmas, and then Christmas was the 12th day. Exactly. That's why That's why you've been brainwashed. Wow, now there's, now there's another major wow. thing that I'm happens part, on January 6th. I'm part 6th. of the American machine. Hey, we're not going there, okay? <laughs> no, yeah. Christmas starts on Christmas. Well, in my mind, Christmas starts after Thanksgiving. Well, then, yeah, you can have all your Christmas before Christmas and Christmas it's, after Christmas. And after Christmas, the best of both worlds. Yeah. So if someone is telling you to that. take your Christmas tree down, like, before or on New Year's, it's like, no, so, I, I get another week for sure. Here's, here's a follow-up question. When do you guys take your Christmas tree down? Because, because Taylor Swift has a song where she says, we I know. can leave the Christmas lights up till january and in my mind i'm like who doesn't leave their christmas i know that's up? i've always thought that's a for a couple days after christmas. that's like oh my they were up one week after christmas <laughs> so you're really breaking the rules taylor Woo. yeah i mean i've seen them stay up till march you, exactly. yeah, you usually if i can get mine down before like valentine's day then that's yeah no I like think, i'm i'm like mid-january maybe for christmas yeah, tree. i'm a, I'm a through January guy. Like, if it comes to the end of January, it's like, yeah, all right, this has been up for a while, and, like, all the needles are off, so I should probably take it outside. Are you guys a real Christmas tree or fake Christmas tree people? Oh, real. If I have a fake Christmas tree, then just just take me out. Just kidnap me and dump me into some third-world country because I don't I deserve to be at home. I see both sides. I currently have a fake one. We just bought a fake one. Yeah, we, I've always been a fake one. Like, growing up, my family's always had a fake one. I've never, ever had a real one. That's what I grew up with. Uh, my wife's family, she grew up, they always would get a real one. So, like, I've, I've seen both. How, do you, how would you feel about getting a real Christmas tree, James? Are you about the fake Christmas tree life? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a fake or a real one at some point. But I just feel like the cleanup and the hassle of it is too much sometimes sometimes there i mean sure. there, there's positives and negatives to both that's the thing this is, this is my christmas tree right now it's about it's about a foot and a half tall for the audio listeners um, i have one of those in my lights. classroom it's got lights and everything and it looks cool and it, it gets me fired up for christmas so that's all i am looking for a christmas tree let's go all right, anything else on uh, Christmas? It's the most wonderful time of the year. In so many ways, that's true. Mm-hmm. I would just love Christmas. Okay, which would you rather have? Like uh, a snowy Christmas and go like sledding and like building snowmen or whatever? Or like Christmas in Florida and playing golf? This is, this is an interesting question because my family used to routinely travel down to Florida for Christmas. And in my mind, I was like, this is kind of a weird time to go to Florida, but I always loved it. But I think if I could choose, I would prefer the white Christmas with snow. I think that just feels right. I agree. I've also, I, I've gone to Florida for Christmas. Obviously, loved it. Had a blast, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Okay. All right. Just like the words I used to know. Wow. 
Okay. I've well, been working on my falsetto. He's working on his falsetto. It's, um, I've been working on my... Uh, paying off. I've been working on my... Uh, I forgot the word. All right. It's a, it's a, ch- it's a chess setup, a chess it's opening. Good to know you, good to know you're working on. on it, though. It's good to know you're working on it. I'm wor- I've been working on a chess opening, and it sounds like the word falsetto. Oh, the... Uh, the fianchetto? Yes, the fianchetto. Yeah, it's a, it's part of a chess opening, but yeah, I'm a fianchetto I mean, guy. There there is a there is a chess opening that's just called the fianchetto, which is just going uh uh pawn e going e4 or f4 and then oh. going bishop f3. Yes, I'm looking it up right now. It's called the king's fianchetto. And you just fianchetto your kingside bishop as soon as possible, and then castle kingside. Yes. Huh. All right. I'm about that. Good to know. How's that working for you? Is it good? Is it is it helping your chess.com rank? I've been. It has brought me up a little bit. I've been doing that with the London and uh, yeah, a London guy. You know, I've, for sure. I've been I've been moving up the rankings. I if really started getting back into it about a month ago. I was like a five forty five. Something yep. rating, I'm up to 750 now. So there we go. Is so that we're making in, improvements? You play Blitz. I play. Uh, no, I play the 1510 usually. Ooh, rapid. Okay, yeah. I love that. So um, I have been playing you, a little Blitz, but if you're looking for a fun opening for your Elo, check out the Danish Gambit. Shout I, out to Mama Day from Denmark. I, I have used the Danish Gambit a little yes, bit. It's, um, it, if you know a little bit about it, it crushes people. In like it does. The, it does. The, 800 grade. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a very I, good time. I've been playing a little bit too, just like once every 10 games or so, I've been doing the fried liver. Yes. Just to yeah, throw some liver. people off, and that's it always just, fun. But They don't know how to handle it like that. Right? <laughs> no, you don't. That's I'm completely crazy. lost. It's great to hear. And then you got to back it up with the Traxler if you're black. Ooh, you wow. You know, your, you know your London openings. I I've, I do know my, my London your openings. Queen's Pawn openings, I guess. Would I do love like. the Queen's Pawn opening. Protect the king a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm a London guy. Yeah. Love London. Well, I'm completely lost. But speaking of moving up in the rankings, let's get a TGC Tours update. Oh, yeah. good, good. You, um, you sent us some images through this week, and it, it seemed like good things were happening. But Good I, things I, were happening. I, I, uh, I started out hotter than Hades. Hotter was, than a fresh donut on a Krispy Kreme rack. Yeah, I was hotter four, than Dutch I love. Was 29 under through two rounds, uh, 58-57. Put me T2 at the cut line. Wow. And uh, had, some, had a bad Saturday. My Saturday, 65, only seven under. Moved Not in the great. wrong direction. Moved me in the wrong direction. Finished off with an 11 under 61, which was 47 under for the week. Tied for 22nd. And it did end up holding on, getting me my last promotion mark. So I'm officially moved up to the Kinetic Tour. Come on. Back in the Pro Tours. Come on, Jags. Let's go. There you go. That's where we want to be. Yeah, slowly working our way back up. So roughly, what does that put you, like, in the top what? in TGC tours. Uh, I'd be what, a top, like, like about like, a top 300 player right now. Okay. Cause there's about 40 or 50 in uh, platinum and then about 130 in elite and kinetic. Wow. So, so this yeah. week, first, first week on kinetic, we got the Exuma classic, not the eczema, what? but not eczema, but eczema, E-X-U-M-A, E-X-U-M-A. at Kua Bay. 
Do not. So like, do if not, they're do, reopening a, a a murder case, like exhuming the body, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do not do not confuse it with eczema. Do not confuse it with eczema. Or okay. confuse it if you want. We're not here to tell you what to do with your life. I, I would go into stats this week, but there were some uh, problems with the TGC website. They weren't able to pull a lot of stats. So, sure. like, a lot of hole-by-hole stats and stuff aren't on there, so I can't go through my, my greens and regulation percentage or anything like that. Shoot, I know the listeners wanted all of those nitty-gritty details. <laughs> I, know, I know I was 47 under for the week, and I think I had five bogeys. So, you know, it could have been a little better, but we'll, we'll take it. But you got it done. I got it done. I got it done. I'm just waiting for that week when you break through. That's going to be amazing. I have played TGC tours for three years now. Never won. At any level? Never won at any level. Wow. My best finish, I've had uh, one solo second and two tied for seconds. Do you just just get the shakes coming down the stretch? No, because I usually play my rounds on like Sunday, so you can't see like what everyone shot for the week. Yeah. I just, you know, play my rounds out, and if I'm playing really well, it's like, hey, maybe, I can win this week, and then I usually choke. But Maybe that would help. Maybe you should watch this score. Maybe I should. i got to do some leaderboard watching. And just see what you need to do to get it done. That really would be so cool if there was a way that you, they could have everyone playing at the same time and actually pair it up, like, in groups. And so that, you know, uh, if that was actually possible, that would be so cool. Yeah. Or if – what if they, like – after you finished five holes, it would put you on the leaderboard with everyone else that had played at least five holes, and it would match you up with their score through five holes. That's, that's, sort, that of, that's sort of how it used to do it in societies. I don't know if it still does that. Yeah, it's oh, still okay. does, it still does it like that. Like yeah. You can okay, okay. see everybody yeah, like, that's on your platform. So like everyone that's on PlayStation, I can see what they shot. But anybody that's on PC or Xbox, I can't see what they shot. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Because, yeah, the actual TGC Tours is sort of... It's crazy to think that technology has come so far that we literally have AI writing essays for us, but we can't figure out how to get you to see someone else's TGC Tour score on PC. Blows my mind. And that they could have called Justin Jefferson out of bounds. I know that's just wild, crazy. Tough day for Skull Nation. It was. It was ugly. The defense really is bad. That's yeah, gonna be what. That's gonna be what does it eventually. What uh, that's gonna be the downfall is the defense. You know, I, I I hear I've heard that defense wins championships, but it's, and it's a historically bad defense. I've also heard that the team that scores the most points wins games and championships. That's true. Too. So. So basically, what I'm hearing is you got to score points on defense. Here's a, yeah, that's that was what I was trying to get to. So I'm glad you picked up on it. If you, All right. If you, uh, if you, if you, if you, sorry. What? We can move on. This time. To move okay. On. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, not a lot going on in pro golf these days, <laughs> but uh, we had the match yesterday: Tiger and Rory, the goat and the <laughs> world number one versus JT and Jordan Spieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was following it very passively, but I know, Noah, you were uh, absolutely glued to the TV, watching shot for shot. So yeah. I just yes. kind of want to get your your recap and the rundown of this thing. Yeah, so so I saw that it started at 6 o'clock, so I ended my shift on the road, and I 
I came back to start watching some golf, and they were doing interviews um, until seven o'clock. So, which wasn't a bad look. I got to go get myself a euro. Um, I had a, a lamb euro yesterday. It was really good before I watched golf. And then, so I got my couch all set up with my pillow and a blanket, and I'm sitting down, like sipping on some hot cocoa, watching golf. Um, it was really fun. They, those four guys together. I think just because they know each other so well are just really great on TV. Like some of the matches I thought were kind of like awkward as far as like the player interaction, you know how they're all mic'd up. Any of them that had Bryson. Yeah. Like the film. It's like, I just remember it being like, yeah, this is just kind of like weird. It's just just kind of uncomfortable, but, but like, wasn't there one that was like, Brady and Mickelson versus Rogers and DeChambeau yeah. or something. That's like, yeah. Why, yeah. why are we doing this? And, yeah. and football personalities, especially just like, they're just like different on the golf course. And it's just like, it was just kind of awkward. Some, some of those, but, but um, those four guys were great. We're great together. Um, you know, Tiger was his usual, like throwing some Tiger comments every once in a while. And then, Oh, one sec. I just got a text from my buddy. That says Tyreek in all caps. So I just have to check on the Miami Dolphins score right now. Oh no! Um, the Very Dolphins fantastic. are down. The Dolphins are down ten reps. But judging by that, I'm hoping that they're driving right now. But so Tiger, you know, Tiger's being Tiger. He's throwing his kind of chirps out. JT is a really funny guy. Um, great, just on on mic'd up. He's a great guy to get mic'd up. Spieth. As you guys probably know, talks to his golf ball a lot. So about halfway through, they like they clip together all the times on like the first seven holes. So I mean, they're just through like seven holes, and they already have like this thirty-second clip of a bunch of shots that he like hit, and then is talking to the ball afterwards. So that's pretty funny. And then Rory's just a stud. So Rory's just great in interviews. It was really fun to watch. Tiger and Roars um, couldn't get it done. Rory just kind of was a little off, and Tiger. I don't know. He was solid. wasn't like super great, but JT and Spieth played incredibly well. They tore it up. Fun to watch. So Noah, here's what happened. Uh, apparently, Jeff Wilson fumbled it, and it popped out to uh, to Tyreek Hill, and he ran at 50 yards for the touchdown. No way. I'm just checking again, and they're down 7-10, so bins up. Let's go. Apparently, for fantasy purposes, it gave Jeff Wilson all the yards, but it gave Tyreek Hill a touchdown, so I'm assuming that'll get stat corrected. That's the old fumble ruski, and they, that's, you know, you can't teach that. That's just Ex- something Executed to perfection. To yeah, that's something you got to know how to do. That's, that's part of the X factor. That's, that's one of the ways I won my only fantasy championship was some BS yeah. like that. um okay so the match uh who obviously spieth and jt took care of business pretty simple um were tiger and rory just struggling or jt and speech was playing good what was like um was it more of one or the other there were moments that like tiger and rory had they were they were playing golf like if they were to play like they had a lot of like eight to ten footers for you're just gonna maybe make it i'm gonna maybe miss it and they're missing a lot of the ones that they could have made but jt and spieth it was like 
one of them would just throw a dart on either hole and make birdie. So it was just an absolute birdie fest from the, uh, from the dynamic American duo who, I mean, we need to just keep those guys on a team in every Ryder cup from here for the next 30 years. Cause they just get it done when they're paired up in team play. But like on the second hole, JT walks in like a 40 footer for birdie to go one up through two. Right? And from then he just like, wasn't missing and, hitting just great shots really it's just fun to watch it was good golf and sometimes those matches don't deliver good golf yeah so i mean if you were to go watch tiger and rory play they'd be like oh they played good they had a good round they just didn't like birdie every hole like jt and speed did jt is just fun to watch play that's just just period he is one of the yeah i think he's Top five for sure. One of the most fun guys just to watch hit the golf ball. Um, one thing that was interesting, Tiger's uh, ball speed with driver. He was like mid high one seventies. Yeah. He, his swing looks good and he wasn't like holding back, which was interesting to see yeah. every time it hit it. He was just crushing these, these little baby fades. what's been really interesting with tiger swing is i don't know where i kind of heard this uh i saw it in a tweet yesterday i don't know if it was on the coverage at all but after his accident with his leg he had to you know obviously adjust his swing like he can't can't really generate power from the legs as much as he could anymore so he's getting like he's using a lot more arms to generate power which obviously for a an amateur would not be a good thing but you know, since he's Tiger, he's able to do it, and he's able to still get it in the 170s. I feel like he's always been a little bit of a upper body, armsy guy in general, too. So he used to be pretty active with his lower body when he was younger. I mean, like, like yeah, he activate like, the glutes. He was, he was jumping just, off the ground. He was like violent with his lower body. Like all of his golf ability is in his arms and hands. Yeah, I definitely uh, wish I would have been able to watch more of it, but, you know, stuff happens. Not really uh, planning my schedule around it necessarily, so. Barkley had a couple had a couple good jokes, too. You got to just love. He's pretty, he's, yeah, he's pretty good on the throw, mic. He throws some one-liners. Like, at one point, at one point, Spieth and JT were up, like, three through six or something like that. Yep. And he, and, and. Chuck comes on the mic after being yeah, just silent for a couple holes. You know, he's like, Tiger and Rory, you got to step it up. We've got like 273 more commercials we need to air. We need to bring it back. We got to get to 12 holes. It's just, just good Chuck stuff. Um, I thought of something, but now I can't remember. Um, oh, well, I don't know if you knew this, but Liv offered uh, – Charles Barkley a substantial amount to leave TNT and just be full time with Liv. Can you but, imagine if can you imagine if it was Chuck and Faraday like in the booth? If it was just those two guys commentating, I would I would I don't care what they're commentating on. I would watch them commentate ants build an ant hill. That would be some good television. Yeah. Um, I liked Under the Lights. It was pretty fun. Um, yeah, that was cool. Something different. Yeah, something different. 
definitely, you know, I, I, I saw it and I was like, man, you know, they should, you know, more golf courses should do that. And then I was just thinking practically, you know, being up here in the Midwest, I mean, that's the nice part of year is summer and that's when it's dark till, or that's when it's light until nine or 10, you know, so it'd be basically pointless I, up in this region. Well, no, but it still would be sick. Like play around until like midnight. Yeah. Of course, I, I don't have con- staff for that. I had a conversation with one of my buddies that when we were talking about if you could put lights on a course and be open till like two or three in the morning, because we're in the Midwest and because we can only play for seven months of the year, like it would really make your golfable hours per year increase back. I think there's like some places over in Asia where night golf, like with lighted golf courses, is actually pretty commonplace. Yeah. So as far as I, I know, and I could be I could be wrong on this. I'm wrong on a lot of things that I say. Honestly, most things I say are wrong. But it's really hot over there. So a lot of their golf like you can't be it can't be played during the middle of the day in summer. So it's like good temperature to golf in the dark. So that's hmm. like that's the resolving time. Interesting. Big if true. But I can't confirm that. Um, let's see. Anything else on the match? I mean, I just had uh so Phil was involved in a lot of the matches, but now is not, you know, just because of everything with uh, Liv and everything that's surrounding Phil. And I think the match sort of has a partnership with the PGA Tour. Uh, do you think Phil is going to be missed from the match going forward? Or uh, yeah, I guess that's my question for the both of you. I would think so. I mean, his personality did go really well with the match, kind of the uh, the on-course interviews and the mic'd up and just the comments that he would make. Because he's always been a pretty witty, funny guy. Uh, so going forward, I could definitely see that Phil's probably going to be missed from the matches. You know, after that first original one with just Tiger and Phil, I don't know if I've really watched one since then. So, I mean, it's not going to affect me too much, but I'm sure the people that have watched all of them would prob- are probably going to uh, be missing Phil from those. Yeah, I've I've seen most, if not all, the matches. At least like parts of them. I watched Tiger Phil. I watched the one with Brady and Rogers. I obviously watched this one. Um, what stood out to me about this one though is just the level of golf was good, and that was something that kind of even the Tiger and Phil match. Like people were joking about it being just bad golf. Like it was, it was they didn't really play very good. So I like this format. I like the 2v2 best ball with good golfers. Like I don't I'm not watching the match to watch Tom Brady or Steph Curry play golf. I'm watching to see some good golf. So Steph Curry is a stick though. I'd like I mean, to see him do a match where it's could, like get like four pros and four celebrities uh, and do like a 2v2 v2 v2. But do like a that's do sort like of a what some of those do like a like a skins game or something like crazy fun, you know, not just like a know. like These a best matches, ball match play. 
Like, it's just kind of funny because, uh, like, I think I watch a lot more regular tour golf than Noah. It's like, I, but then oh, when yeah. it comes to the, when it comes to these matches, I don't even know if I've watched a whole one. Like that first one that was Phil and Tiger, I watched yeah. quite a bit of that. But since then, I almost never watched the match. Like, there's just not that much interest. So it's just kind of funny that like you know these are something you're a lot more into. But I I, I just can't really get myself to watch them, even though this one. This one I was like a little bit excited for, but even when it was on and I was watching it, I was just like, man, this is just, I don't know. I almost thought it was kind of boring, but. That is, that is funny because I like have set aside parts of my day when the match is around just so I can go watch the match. But uh, just another, another take that I talked to someone about this. I don't think it was either you, but. After watching the last match, I was like, it's cool watching Brady and Rogers play golf for like three holes because it's just something new and it's different. But it gets really old watching just mediocre golf. Or like even yeah. just decent golf. Like unless they're absolutely electric personalities. It's yeah. like I could see this golf at my home club. So it's like exactly. why why do I need to watch this on so, TV? I got really, really bored through about six holes of the Brady Rogers match because it was just like not good golf. It was even to the point where I was like, if I was out there, I'd be hitting significantly better shots than what they're hitting right now. Um, which take that with a grain of salt because I'm not really hitting great shots right now. But just watching four good golfers play a two v two basketball match and like getting them mic'd up, yeah, in a different. Story, it was really fun. You know what I think the tour needs to do moving forward is mic up guys during tournaments yeah or just that, like get it that has to happen i think yeah i mean i know they catch a lot of the conversations between player and caddy but i think i think there's got to be there's got to be something like that um but or like or like if pga tour live you know how they have like featured groups mm-hmm. if they just mic'd up the featured group and you know you don't gotta mic up everyone or make up the caddy on the, or like the golf bag. I don't know. Well, they did that at the U.S. Open with Fox when they just did the microphone cups. That was basically yeah, but, the same thing. Well, I mean, you didn't get anything, anything additional of value except for it was just super loud and jarring when the ball went in the hole. And but some some it's occasional. Like, it's like I can see that it went in. I don't JT. need to hear it. Yeah, but that is that is a great sound. I mean, this the sound of the golf ball falling into a golf hole is one of the greatest uh, sounds in planet Earth. That is true. All right, uh, I don't really have anything else from the match. I don't know if you guys, uh, other than a couple of equipment things. This is this is totally for the golf sickos and nerds. Uh, Tiger had a different grip on his putter. Usually he has that ping grip, but he had a Scotty Cameron grip on his putter that some people uh, noticed. And he was wearing different shoes that I, I never, I haven't seen anyone notice that except for me, but what shoes was he wearing this time? I think they were foot joys, but they were slightly different. I don't think he's, they were the premieres. He's been wearing foot joys all year. No, I know, but it was the foot joy icon black. I'm almost certain. Oh, did Tiger wear his Sunday red yesterday, or did he not? Wear it was that? sort of like an off red. Yeah, it was like a sam- it was like a salmon, like a like a reddish salmon. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
but I did hear him say that Charlie's out driving him. Well, well that's because Charlie's that's he, he made one, fire. He made he made one comment that at one on one hole a couple weeks ago, Tiger hit a spinner and Charlie hit Charlie hit like a a toe hook like, like a, a knuckleball. Yeah, yeah, got him by a couple yards. So well, yeah. So I I mean. I mean, if Tiger's still mid to high, yeah. he's, if he's still like, mid 170s, like still I, mean, the ball. I mean, Charlie's swing is nice, but he's what? He's still like 14 or something. Yeah. That, be, that would be shocking if he's consistently out driving him. And what have you gotten like five yards longer since you were 14, Nick? That would be since I'm, since I was 14, uh, I would hope I'm a little bit longer than five yards longer since I was Charlie hit it like 275. Now? Yeah. Well, into the wind. Charlie, Charlie Woods outdriving Tiger would be almost as rare as Nick outdriving me. Like it's Didn't happened. He outdrive you with a three wood once. No, it's that was Caleb. Oh, no, that's a legendary story though. We might have to. That is. We might have to go into that at some point on the pod. Oh, we would definitely. If we ever have, we would if, definitely need the explicit for that. If, if we ever need Caleb, if we ever have Caleb on, yeah, we'll get. CJ we have to ask him about that. Good old CJ. Uh, the QBE shootout. I still, Sahith. I still I don't even really know what this event is, but it's just teams of two. Uh, it's going on somewhere in Florida or whatever. All I know is Sahith Tagala and Tom Hoagie won. Uh, I didn't really see anything else other than who was Nellie Corda paired with? Wasn't she paired with a guy? Yeah, she was. It was, uh, oh, I can't think of him. Who was she with? I can't I'm, think of it right now. Oh, Denny McCarthy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, and but I just saw a lot of comments uh, about some of those guys that you know they probably hadn't you know played with Nelly or seen her play, and um, a lot of a lot of high praise for the way Nelly hits the ball. They're basically you know comments along the lines of she never hits a bad shot. Yeah, then, I heard. That. And then I saw today. Uh, she was, she hit a hybrid into 18 and lipped it out. And it's like, geez. I heard that. I heard that Nelly hits every single drive, 270 yards right down the middle. And that, that her ball like ends up right next to Kevin Kisner's every time. Yeah. But guess who finished ahead of Nelly in the leaderboard this week? That was the word of, the, that was the word on the street. But guess who finished ahead of her on the leaderboard this week? Michelle Wee. No, not Michelle Wee. Hopefully, we can end up with Michelle. Don't play golf Wee. anymore. She's retired. Did you say Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee. Michelle Wee West. She doesn't play it yet. anymore. Uh, Max Homa and Kevin Kisner finished ahead of Nelly Corda this week. That's because Max Homa's a stick. That's because Max Homa carried the team. Kevin nah, Kisner. You apparently didn't watch the coverage. I, 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 of course, I did not. Fifty-eight in a scramble. I mean, half of those shots were Kevin Kisner's. You don't know that if it's a scramble. Kis- Kisner's a fiend on the greens. What can you say? Yeah. Homa Homa's has become a very, very solid player. True. Let's just say that. I, I remember, I think I mentioned this before already on the uh, podcast, but being a huge Homa stan when he first came on tour, uh, and then he just never did anything, and now it's – Starting to roll. Just about four years too late for my my betting on Max Homa. 
Yeah, he's one of the cooler stories in golf right now, I would say. He's he's pretty easy to root for. Um, anything else on any of that, or should we just dive into the snake draft? Let's just hit the snake draft. I Yeah, I'm ready. I've been thinking. I've been preparing mentally for this snake draft. Yeah, I have too, because I had this idea for like a week or two now, so... So I have Fingers more time crossed. to prepare than you guys. Fingers I don't need crossed. time to prepare. I just Still come up with one. things on the spot and I win. So Okay. So I'm going to do my uh, random number generator. I, don't I get to pick since is I won it, last week? Is it, what, yeah. what are our, can you give us a window of where the number can be? Because I don't want to just guess a random number. Okay. Uh, the max is going to be 1,000. The minimum is 1. Oh, my gosh. So... So Jaden gets to pick the first number. Oh, actually, it Jangs, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. We can call it whatever. I want uh, 420.69. Okay, Clap. 420 is his. Well, that rounds up to 421. But that I actually want the does. decimal included. 421, okay. Okay, 420, Bye. 420. Okay, Classy 420. Is um, I, I feel like last week went good, so I'm going to stick with 10. 10. Okay. Going to a thousand? You want ten? Well then I'm gonna go with uh four twenty-one. You price is right, hobnocker. And it's six fifty-four. Oh my gosh. That is, that means I win. I won last week too. Yeah, yeah. That's and really you went second, and then you lost. Think, so. And then I went I think, second. I'm you second think, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go second again. I think I'm gonna what do even the is the category again. again? Oh, it's uh, four clubs. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go first just to make sure I get the club I want. I'm doing the number generator next week. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to send it over to James first. So we we need to come up with some rules here. So there's yeah, 14 that is fair. clubs in a bag. Uh but you obviously have more like hybrids and stuff like that. So once one of us picks a club, so let's say I take first pick and I take four iron, four iron is off the board for everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, and with wedges, I'm all, all, the only thing available is pitching wedge, gap wedge, sand wedge, lob wedge. You can't go like, Oh, you took 56 degree. I'm going to take 55 degree wedge. So That's not. We, yeah. Okay. Can we put That's some, cheesy. can we just put some degrees on those though? Sand wedge, Let's say 52. No, nah, Sandwich is a 56. Perfect. Here's your wedge. You get 60, 56, 52 pitching wedge. Okay. No, so you, no, we can select, you can select pitching wedge, gap wedge, sand wedge, or lob wedge, and then you can just say what your loft is. I guess you could do that as well. Oh, okay. But, All right. So All right, cool. I, so this is the way I have it. So I think, so pitching wedge is like between like 45 and 48. Gap yeah. wedge is between like 50 and 52. Sand wedge is 54 to 56, and lob wedge is 58 and above. Ooh, yeah. You know what would be interesting? Instead of sending this one out for a vote, whatever we draft this summer, we have to go play nine holes with only the four we, clubs that we draft we and see will who do. That sounds who super wins. fun. I'm in. I'm in. We have to also do the vote because I want to win one of these votes. Okay. But. but, I mean, I'm just such a better golfer than both of you. I mean, that doesn't really – I, mean, I will go first. I could probably beat you guys with like just better, one club. You're I will go first. Wait, you're before, before I pick, what course are we playing? What's the course we're playing? Because that does matter. 
Uh, I mean, <clears throat> like if we're playing the, if we're playing the yellow play. nine at cattail, like that obviously well, makes it obviously we're not going to choose a course Noah's never played. <clears throat> I don't know if there's a course that all three of us have all played. I don't know if there is either. <laughs> Rex doesn't matter. I, I mean, just like an average, yeah, like like a like a I mean, tournament same idea. A long course. Imagine the course is like no a seven thousand yard uh, yeah. par seventy two. It's rated about seventy two. Okay, it's I'm taking course. driver first James, overall. James, we're playing the course that I just drew up. I'm taking driver. Here's why. If there's one club to me that is the most important to have in my bag, it is the driver because I hit it the farthest and I hit it the straightest. If I have driver, that... we step up to a 500-yard par four. I hit driver and I have like 200 to 180 in, whereas if you guys are hitting three wood, you're going three wood, three wood, I'm going driver six iron. <laughs> what if you don't have a six iron? That is a wasted pick, Jeff. It's not a wasted pick. Okay. I can okay. All there's right. four part threes. I can come back to those later. All right. But driver is going to be superior in this situation. Terrible choice. Okay, with my first pick, I'm going with three wood. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to give any uh, explanation for it. I mean, it's going to go, you know, a, a little bit shorter than driver. But I can still hit it off the deck if I ever need to, and I can putt with it if I need to as well. You can hit driver off the deck. Well, I mean, I am pretty good at driver off the deck. but And also, the reason easier. I don't pick three wood is I don't hit my three wood that well, so I want to go driver just to ensure that I can get off the tee A-OK. Okay, so I got three wood. Noah's got two picks now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really – I feel like I really have a lot of power right now. He's got to take the Nard Dog, doesn't he? I'm taking Potter first off. Yes. See, that's a wasted pick. That's a wasted I'm pick. I'm keeping the Nard Dog in my bag. That's a waste. That's just a complete waste of a pick. Yep. And I'm taking the 60 degree lob. That is that is the two worst picks you could have made in that situation. All right. We'll just see what happens if it comes back to me. I feel like I'm in a really strong position. I. <laughs> I can't believe those are the two clubs you selected. <laughs> um, okay. Well, okay, so he has lob wedge off the board. He has lob wedge. I'm just going to change that to lob wedge and then put 60. Okay, so I'm going to – hmm. I don't know if I want sand wedge or gap wedge. I am going to go with uh, 54 degree sandwich. Ah! All right. Solid pick. That was going to be my second choice other than lob wedge, but I would rather have That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Uh, 54 degree sandwich. I feel like I have pretty good touch from basically anything 120 and in with a 54. Um, it's a good club out of bunkers, and I could putt with it if I needed to. Um, so I could putt with it's three wood or sandwich. It's a good um, all rounder. Yeah. So I feel very good about that selection. So Jengs gets two picks now. I'm going to have to go, um, first of all, I'm going to just have to take the last wedge off the board. I'm going to have to take the, the gap wedge, 52 degree. 
Good choice. Yep. Good choice. Went, went as high as law in, in loft as he could. Inter- yep. Interesting. Interesting that you take the gap wedge now because I don't think either of us were going to take another wedge. Yeah, that is, that is fair. that's that's probably fair. Um, and then for my other pick, well, one of you also could have taken the the gap wedge to try and you know maybe do some gamesmanship and screw me because then I'd just have to not have a wedge. Yeah, but it would have really screwed us over. <laughs> yeah. Well, Noah already screwed himself over with the close. Yeah, you already picks, do. So. I, um, I just we'll just wait till we'll wait till the end, and I'll tell you tell you what I'm doing. My, my second pick, I'm gonna go with a four iron. Okay. All right. Good, just long iron. Good solid. Long Good iron. long iron. You know, yeah. if you have. If you have a par three that's, you know, 180 to 200, you can hit it off the tee. Um, really, you can kind of tee it up a little higher and nuke one up to 210 if you have to off the tee, if you get a longer par four. And anything from like 210, 220 and higher, you know, it's just a bunt drive. So let's see. One twenty and sixty. One forty divided by three. I'm doing some math here. So I should probably go I should go eight iron with my next pick. You know the meme where like there's just a bunch of numbers like floating around. Yeah, yeah, like that blonde lady. That was literally you for like three seconds there. All right. I'm I'm going with I'm going with eight iron. I don't. Right, I so might. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but all right. I'm what, going. I'm, I'm taking my picks, so you can't change. I will take the three iron and the seven iron, and then my selections are complete. Okay. Okay. So does that send it back to me then for my final? That is. That is back to you. Okay, uh, I'm going to take five iron then with my – that's basically the only, my only – I mean, that is what I wanted, though, when I picked eight iron. I was hoping to get – the only my only concern is that my eight iron and five iron are a little too close together, but I didn't really have another option, so. Yeah. I, you, I, you, have, you have one left, right, Jenks? Yeah, I definitely messed up taking the gap wedge there because now my, my gapping is a little weird at the bottom end of my bag, but I'm going to take the, the nine iron. Sure, that's all you kind of had left, but yeah, still a solid. I mean, I, I wasn't, nine, I wasn't taking a six iron. Six, yeah. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Right, I know. I'm saying those are basically your options. Nine yeah, and I'm not, I'm not going to go four and six iron. Nine four iron is going to be good from like 170 down to 130, which is where my gap wedge is. Um, so, I mean, it's it's a solid, versatile Okay. Play. So, yeah. now, now what we're going to do is each of us kind of goes through and gives a brief, like – closing argument of why the four clubs you have is going to be uh the best why why it's going to work out all right james go first sell me on your bag right now all right well i'm gonna start from the bottom 52 uh very versatile wedge it's got some loft on it you can use it as a nice little bump and run club you can hit a flop with it if you need to uh use it out of the bunker also 52 great wedge to putt with um you know, you just kind of belly the ball. You use it in a putting motion. I've gotten really good at that over the years with my bump and runs. Nine iron, just a solid iron. You're going to be high, 
going to hold greens, can go up to 170. Four iron can cover me from 170 to 220. Uh, which is a very large gap, but that's what you need in a four club challenge. And then driver just gets me off the tee, gets me some distance, uh, puts me past you guys. And uh, that's debatable. Here, you know, here. if I, if I have a long par five and I need to hit a driver off the deck, then I can hit the driver off the deck. Yeah. You, here's the question for your bag. I feel like you have a, a pretty obvious weakness in between your four iron and your nine iron. It's just, that's just what strikes me right now. What what do you plan on doing to, you know, like if you had a hundred and eighty yard shot or hundred and ninety yard shot, like it's it's a hold off four iron. It's a five, it's a four finger it's a four finger four iron. Four, and you feel like you feel like that gap won't be that big of a weakness. No. All right, all right, whatever. No, because if worse comes to worse, and I hit like a have a hundred eighty, and I hit a bad four iron, then I have a just a up and down with a wedge at worst make bogey. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, what Noah said. I think I also think uh, driver is a wasted selection for you. Um, That'd be the worst pick on the board. That's not as bad that's, as putter. Putter is, is the worst much selection on the board. Um, you know, like when you said, like if you've got a really long par five driver off the deck, I mean, I feel like those scenarios are going to be pretty few and far between. And I don't know if driver off the deck is, you know, that reliable of a shot to just be like, yeah, you know, driver off the deck, it's fine, you know? It is if you know how to play it. Are you saying you know how to play it? Oh, yeah. Actually, I had a That's- nice driver off the deck earlier this year. I think I had 240 or 250 or 260 or something into a par five, and it was like straight into a 25-mile-an-hour wind. Just hammered yeah. a driver, landed like a wedge on the green, like 20, 25 feet away. It's kind of sick. Um, I was going to say 240 sounds about right for your driver off the deck. <laughs> One time in my entire college career, I tried driver off the deck in a tournament. Really? How'd it go? I absolutely nuked it. Really? But it was, I, yeah, it was straight into the wind, so it didn't quite get to the green, but it was like, it was sure. as good as I can hit it. It actually felt super cool. I've hit, I've hit a couple, couple, three, four DODs in my, in my competitive golf career. Most of them were just like fine and probably about as good as if I would have hit a three wood, so. Yeah, and basically my situation for ever hitting driver off the deck is if I'm in, if I'm hitting it into a huge headwind because sure, I, just, I just feel like the, the three wood would be too spinny. And so yeah, right. the, the driver is just a nice knuckleball. I mean, yeah, if you don't have the skills to lean her forward and take spin off, then yeah, that's going to have to be a go-to for you. Clown, clown. No, but that, that's, that's fair. You should have seen right. me my, my freshman year before you got there. Like it was kind of like the running uh, joke the whole year. Like I, I would just hit the ball up to the moon. Like I was spinning every shot so much. Like after, after that, I sort of figured it out, but I, I couldn't keep it down for the life of me. Uh, okay. Uh, for mine. So three wood, pretty straightforward, you know, it's just uh, not going to lose a whole ton of distance off of, off of the tee as compared to driver. Uh, when I was getting fit fit for that three wood, the consistent carry was like mid to high two sixties, rolling out to two ninety on the sim. I mean, you know, average fairways up wow. here, it wouldn't roll out quite that far, maybe two eighty, but that's still you know very doable distance, especially on a course that's about seven thousand yards. 
Um, five iron is my next club. I mean, that covers me, you know, I can, if I really step on it, I can maybe get it like a two fifteen carry. Uh, so obviously there's a little bit of a gap between uh three wood and five iron, but I'd rather have a gap at the top end of my bag than lower. And I think I could feather a five iron all the way down to, you know, 185, 180 and stepping on an sure. eight iron, I think covers that gap. Um, I do have a little bit of a gap. You know, my, I was considering taking nine iron instead of eight iron. Um, you know, I have to get a little cute with the eight iron to get it down to my sand wedge distance, which is about like 125 at the max. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I would putt with three wood or sand wedge or one of the irons, but I definitely could uh, figure it out. So, and I feel very good with a 54 degree from, any any number 120 and down i practice that actually quite a bit so wait jenks did you did you say you were gonna putt with driver oh, i said i'm putting with gap wedge oh okay all right sorry just i, I must have missed that but okay so i think the ball comes off the face with a with like a smoother consistency off a wedge rather than like an iron but i think the blade of an iron is straighter than a wedge i think a wedge is slightly curved that's fair. So that's, so that's fair. what that's it, what makes me want to putt with like possibly my eight iron, but it, it comes off with a little less steam because there's more there's more mass be, uh, behind it on a wedge. Sure. So I, I'd, I'd have to do some experimenting. All right. I mean, I smart just play think, for I you just, would probably just be putt with three wood. Yeah, it's just a little bit long. You know, forty three inches. It, it'd be a little bit to get used to, but as whereas a wedge is basically the same length as a putter, but. Getting into the weeds a little bit. I feel very good about my bag setup in general. I mean, you just have to do the uh, the arm lock with the three wood. I've tried arm lock. I cannot do it. I that, I would just have to like choke down to the graphite. All right, Noah. I want to hear this explanation on why putter was selected. All right, guys. Putter the and lob wedge. The club that you can't even use. Here's my strategy that I can't believe. My strategy actually came through for me. Is your, has your strategy been to try and get last place every single time? <laughs> so the idea, the idea was, I think you guys are very, vastly overestimating your skill lag putting with any club other than a putter. So when I solidified my best club in my bag, which is my lob wedge, and my putter, which is just a putter, so it's a lot easier to putt with, because that's what it was like built for and stuff. You get those two on the board. And then basically my goal is just to, to round out the rest of my bag and get some clubs that I can work. The three iron off the tee, I can maybe get that up to 240, 250. Um, the seven iron is going to be able to cover anything from, it's going to have to cover all the way up to my lob wedge, which I can maybe get a hundred yards. So from like a hundred to- That's a tough gap. From like 100 to 190-ish, 195 is going to have to be my 7-iron, which honestly, because I have the lob wedge and my putter in my bag, I just got to get it up by the green and then just get up and down, which I think without that, your guys' bags, up and down is going to be really tough. No, it's not. I don't think so. You do realize you're talking to probably the best bump and run player with a 9-iron on this side of the river in South Dakota. You're a bump and run. That's not true. That's not true. I played the two man with him. I can confirm that's not true. I'm very good with the bump and run. 
Did yeah, you know? well, considering the one time you tried it during the tournament, you left me with like a 30-footer for par. Okay, was that the one at BCC where it was downhill and I shouldn't No, that was at Mach. Where, what hole did I use it at Mach? Four, the par three. Four. The second day. Oh, yeah, that was just running downhill. That was just a misplay. I guess my follow-up question would be how many strokes do you guys each want? when we play yeah like, that's a good how many three, strokes do you want like, three aside like i honestly am so confident in my in my choices that i would be willing to put some like some it's, it's one thing to have the lob wedge like obviously it's not ideal because it doesn't it doesn't cover as much distance but obviously you know with this the way this format is someone was going to have to end up with a lob wedge not necessarily but to have, but to have a lob wedge let alone a 60 degree and a putter i just I, I don't. I, I'm gonna I mean, be. You could I, use a putter from 50 yards out. You wouldn't. Even I'm gonna be the freak around the greens. So I just gotta get up to the greens. But Honestly, you also have talked about you can't even make a five footer. Well, yeah, I can't now. That I makes really no turned, sense. I really turned a corner. I'm more confident in myself with just a 54 degree, like from anywhere around the green, chipping and putting with it, than than you with a 60 and a putter. Frankly. I guess we'll just my we'll my just, third cousin who is blind and has one arm is a better putter than you. Keller Helen? I think I think Helen Keller had all of her extremities actually. Really? But just not just missing uh two of the five senses. But the other three were probably super Yeah. Probably smelled a golf ball. So no hybrids on the board. Interesting. Interesting I, I did. I did think about um, instead of going four iron, possibly going hybrid. Honestly, you could have had a lot more flexibility if you just had hybrid as your top club because you yeah. nuke that thing. It can go 260, 270. Yeah. I thought you might go with that strategy, actually. I, I didn't really even cross my mind. I knew I wanted driver if with the first pick. Um, I... Could have maybe done four wood instead of three wood to have a slightly smaller gap between that and the five iron. Uh, so it's basically just a, it's a club I have. It's a Cobra. It's slightly shorter than a three wood, and it's at sixteen degrees rather than like fourteen or fifteen. It goes like two fifty rather than like two sixty five. But I like mm-hmm. my new my my three woods my my fun new toy right now that I just got in September. So I had to have that in the bag. In actuality, if I don't waste my pick on that gap wedge pick, I probably would have gone four eight. Um, just yeah, I gapping mean, would have been a little better. It, no one had a pitching wedge either. No pitching wedge and no hybrid. Those are probably the or six iron. So, uh, wait, that adds up, that adds up to fifteen. Well, yeah, because there's different types of clubs. You're not going to have like a three and a hybrid and, and a church. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, three hybrid, four hybrid. We got three iron. We're, we're really struggling with math today on the podcast. Yeah, like Noah, I have a hybrid. You apparently have a three iron. That's I used sick. to have a hybrid, but... I have a three iron. And then I turned 12, so I outgrew the hybrid. Hey, you had a hybrid in the nice. college. And I was hybrids using... are nice, especially when you can outdrive a D1 golfer. With your hybrid. What does D1 stand for? Neff and Daney, Nick? 
Oh gosh. Yeah, well, considering they won the, they won the event, so who cares? I still have drove them with hybrid. Yeah, gosh. that's what that's what matters. So should probably put this out on the gram, actually. I'm not expect. I'm expecting Nick to probably win this one. I'm yeah. As soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna put this uh, out on the put a poll out and uh, not name them. I mean, I Nick, I might even vote for yours. You like name mine? Them. Yours is better than mine. Wow, that's quite an admission. You you got the eight iron. That's I think the eight iron is the swing club. James, I think you came in with a good mindset, but I just think your first two picks kind of were crippling to you. That's yeah, the first really ironic coming from you. It, <laughs> it was like it was like trying to do the London system, but starting out by moving your knights and not a pawn. Yeah, it's like you moved your pawn. Oh, and here we go. And then you move your pawn again. It's like my, should my, be e4, not e5. My, my first move was knight e5 instead of yeah. or knight e3, not knight e5. Thought I was starting as black for a second. Well, good. Uh, anything else, or should we call it? The ninety-five wouldn't even be a thing. Can you start with ninety-three? I don't think you can. Can you not? Night yeah, after. You can start ninety-three, can't you? Night after. A B C D E F G. Yeah, I'm off by a letter. Uh, e, e and F is basically the same letter. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. We'll give you. Night we'll give, we'll give you pass on this one. No, my actual opening move is always uh, E4. Or, no, D4. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. E4, E4. E, e, no, no, no. D4? This is electric. London. E4, Queen's Pawn. D4, D4. No, 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 D4. E4. E4? Buy, sell, sell, buy, 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 sell. Is it E or D4? I can't think of it. I just got stuck in a bogey train. Mm-hmm.